Welcome to the Foodist Life podcast with me, Jambo, and me, Steph. So, Steph, this week we've got a really interesting podcast. We actually, just before we jumped on here, we were having a debate about stuff, and this is what me and Steph always do. We have like a half an hour catch up with each other. Then we get on to discussions about podcasts. We start talking about a podcast that we should be recording as a podcast, and then we have to cut it short. So, um, before we get into the podcast this week, Something that we've been doing a bit more recently is uh, giving shout outs to people who listen to our podcast across the globe. That's right, across the globe. And we're trying to get uh, the first person to give either myself or Steph a shout out on social media. Just drop in and say hello into the DM. So I'm going to start us off, Steph. I'm going to give us a big shout out. The last actually five episodes, we've had people from uh, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, we've got an avid listener from Frankfurt in Germany. If this is you, please do reach out. Uh, the Netherlands, we've got Turkey, Jordan, uh, Australia, uh, big up Dublin as well. Um, I've actually got my Leinster flag in the background. Uh, and United States as well, loads from United States. So if you are listening to this podcast, if you are on social media, please do reach out to mostly me because then I win. Um, but or Steph, either us, just say hello. Um, you can tell us that you love our podcast or you think it's terrible, but you keep listening. Um, but it would make our days. This is correct. Now, Steph, you've literally been on this podcast for probably a minute and a half and you've not spoken yet. I know, it like hurts my voice not to be speaking, I'm not going to lie. So this week, Steph, we are talking about supplements and where they belong in um i guess society in the diet culture or i guess in health and nutrition because we have done a supplement a supplement podcast before but this one is a bit more of a debate shall we say yeah a bit of a more of a real life scenario situation so for the listeners um i was speaking to steph earlier uh, and I don't know if many people have seen this. I don't know how many people have got uh, Instagram, but there's certainly something going around on social media, Instagram, TikTok, what I eat in a day. Um, and I see this quite a lot. And the example given to Steph was I saw a chap who said, this is what I eat in a day. And he was eating cocoa pops in the morning for breakfast. Um, and he was like having a ham and cheese panini. All of this is amazing food. Um, I think he had a, an oven pizza in the evening. Uh, but he was getting the majority of his protein from protein shakes and a protein bar. So he, I think he had two protein shakes and a protein bar. And I guess the debate I was having with Steph or discussion I was having with Steph was, where does this sit in the, I guess, the uh, compass of sort of fat loss, nutrition, everything? You know, and we are going to play devil's advocate here with each other. But I was saying that I feel that if you're, trying to hit your protein goals and 80% of your protein goal intake is through supplementation, then surely you probably should review your diet. If that is your day-to-day diet, I feel like there's no longevity in it. But Steph, obviously, um, you know, she keeps me grounded and has her own thoughts. So Steph, talk to me. Oh, so don't get me wrong. I'm not going to sit here and say I want everyone to get 80% of their bloody protein through protein shakes in a day because you know we humans we're here to eat we're here to chew we're here to lose weight but 
do it in a way that's sustainable to live the rest of your life happy and healthy. So if you're getting 80% through protein shakes whilst you're losing weight and congratulations, fair enough, you lose the weight. But what do you do after that? It's kind of the same as meal plans. It's not going to be sustainable and it's not realistic for you heading into the rest of your life. So the devil's advocate bit that I was playing with Jambo is I do agree to an extent that getting a little bit of your protein amount, for example, in a day is worthwhile getting through things like shakes and bars, just because it's simple, it's easy. So it's, it's finding that fine balance. It's like, it's a bit of a gray area because for, to a certain extent, to lose weight, you have to do something slightly different, obviously, to what you were doing if you were gaining weight or maintaining weight. So there's got to be some sort of change in your diet, but it's still got to be not too much of a change where, you know, you don't even recognize yourself. So, uh. so my next um, flag I'm going to throw in there, and this is just literally just popped into my mind. Do you think that society in general, we struggle with diet sort of, um I get, the key word here is nutrition because some of the easier more convenient food that we do have in, in day-to-day life is less nutritious and potentially has high calories um and i feel like a part of it's a it's a bit of the problem is for me when i saw this guy obviously you know it's all about you know calories in first calories out etc 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 um but I just thought that is such a slippery slope because your baseline is maybe not nutritious and it's really easy to veer off because say his baseline was like that and he was having Cocoa Pops, Panini, Ham, blah, blah, blah. I mean, straight away, those two things, you know, are lower nutrition anyway. But say then things that come up in his social calendar, all of a sudden, like on a Friday night, um, he went out for, I don't know, wings and cocktails. Um, guilty, that's what I do. Uh, wings and cocktails uh, on a Friday night and had a couple of drinks. And then on a Saturday evening, he went out for a meal as well. It's very easy for it to get away from you. I Just my thoughts. Do you think that's where a lot of underlying problems start in society is that the nutritional content is low and it's probably high calorie food. But, and obviously he's supplementing with protein, but if he had more of a baseline that was say, instead of 80% of his protein coming from supplements, if it was the other way around and 80% was coming through his day-to-day diet and he was 20% supplementating, supplementating, that's not a word, <laughs> supplementing. Um, his, his, like, I guess if everyone had that, that like, it's easier to control, easier to manage, or do you not think it's as simple as that? Oh, I think it depends on the person. Like for the majority of people, and I, when I say majority, I'm talking like 97% of people, we need to be focusing on the 80-20 rule that we've spoken about before. So 80% of the time doing the things that we know we should be doing to stay a happy and healthy human. So eating enough vegetables, eat enough fruit, eating enough protein, but all of this through natural sources of food, right? So 
but there's there's times in life like I've had clients that pre-pandemic have been traveling like all week they'll travel Monday to Friday with work and then be home on the weekend so most of their meals or all of their meals in the week are out so they they are in control of them but they're made by someone else whether that's the hotel whether that's going to a cafe for lunch or you know going to a restaurant for dinner so in those scenarios hand on heart will I say well if we know protein is going to be lower get in a protein shake if you need to get in a protein bar that day too let's do it because your ultimate goal right now is to lose weight lose body fat feel incredible in your clothes feel incredible naked and that is going to be the way that we are going to get there but with that the way I will coach that is we're still going to do all the education side of right what are you choosing when you're at the restaurants make sure that we're basing all of our meals around a protein source so it's not like you have to you know go and get mac and cheese I don't know that was a random one mac and cheese with a side of bacon I don't know so yeah it's again to listeners now I'm going to like me and Steph aren't angels because we actually were speaking about this before is me saying that oh he's getting 80% of his protein from supplementations obviously something wrong with his diet but then on the next hand I was telling Steph that well in fact I take omega-3 fish oils when I could get omega from my diet but I don't Mm. as much as I should so I supplement it and it's it's a really tricky line where I guess supplements lie and if you have too much reliance on them, I guess that's the question is, is it sustainable? Because like this guy as well, I just think about his bank balance. If he's eating every day, he's having two protein shakes, which they're gross. Like I like, I, I have one every so often and I enjoy it. But if I'm having, I remember back when I was at 18, I was having three a day and oh. like that underlying taste of whey uh anyway so his bank balance anyway for you know two proteins to shake two two protein shakes a day i should say uh over 30 days he's probably buying at least a two kilo bag a month plus in a protein bars now protein bars brilliant i have them delicious expensive if he's having them every day just say the average protein bar costs you two quid you're having it for every day at 60 quid a bag of protein from my protein that's two kilos i think it's like 25 quid so straight away you're spending 60 25 85 quid on supplements you think how much like like good food you could get for that nutritional food as well i guess it's <sighs> yes see i would argue yes let's say you spend 60 quid on that you're probably going to spend more if you're looking at your protein and you're buying lots of meat and fish and stuff mm. which i'm not saying that the protein like buying the protein <laughs> is better but i'm saying i guess another thing though is i feel like i've been talking to my lean beans about this a lot very recently is nothing ever has to be static with what you do with your diet so and that comes down to calories that comes down to what you're eating so for you for example jumbo at the moment you're not eating much fish so you're supplement with the fish oil perfect fantastic but that's not to say when the weather gets warmer or whether the weather gets colder you eat more fish you therefore don't need to supplement for a while like you might just be going through a phase of not eating much you might become a pescatarian and then you're always gonna have to supplement with it but it's it can be fluid it doesn't have to be 
right, if this is what's working for me right now, I'm going, I know from the nutritional science that having more protein is going to help me for X, Y, Z, or having more fish oils is going to benefit me in this way. I don't see it necessarily as a bad thing. Okay, I've got another question now for you, Steph, and this is a, a complete uh, curveball. Okay, so a lot of people, we've done podcasts on this before, um, a lot of people will say this chap's way of eating is healthier for your mental side of things. You know, don't don't obsess about, you know, trying to get the fuel in and eating foods that you're not comfortable with. You know, eat what you're happy with, what makes you happy. If it's in your calorie... Um, band to you know then you know have your supplements with it and everything's ready but then i guess the other side of it is yes that is maybe healthier in the sides of you know people that struggle with the mental sides of um nutrition but on the other side i think okay you're sacrificing then the physical as well the physical health for it um it's a, again it's a really difficult one though is there a right answer to what's more important than mm. for somebody to obviously we know that um high body fat um is uh, known to increase things like cardiovascular um disease and stuff like that so you know it is you know finally important to physically have a lower body fat but then the mental side of it is you know people can become obsessive with it and is it like controlling but then the other side of it nutritionally if you eat it with a better nutrition content in your day-to-day life figure that oh, out Steph you're the uh, genius here it's such a chicken and egg situation isn't it really but I would say I'm always going to be an advocate for living your best life mentally and physically and that is going to come through eating more fruit and veg eating more protein consuming whole natural nutritious nutrient-dense foods like there's no getting away with that drinking more water is going to make you feel better but because when you said that it makes me think of like i don't know what to call them but there's a lot of people on instagram I, we might mention it on the podcast where they're like these overweight individuals that are advocating being overweight because that's where they're happy, like they're anti-diet culture. So they'll just Mm -hmm. eat what they want and they're overweight and they're happy. If they truly think they're happy, absolutely fine. But I know when I'm a little bit bigger, I'm more sluggish. I don't have as much energy. I have more mood swings. You know, I just very much cannot see just from a, human perspective not even looking from a science perspective someone that's overweight is happy being overweight right and Mm -hmm. we're not we're not going down that rabbit hole today i know but (laughs) when it comes to what you're basically eating nutrition wise i'm talking about i'm playing devil's advocate in terms of sometimes you've got to make a few sacrifices might like you might need an extra protein shake a day or two protein shakes a day for a particular amount of time if you're in a calorie deficit if you're looking to achieve a certain goal in a certain amount of time for whatever reason but having that education around what your normal life is going to look like once you've lost that body weight and that body fat so that you can maintain that and that is 
100% not going to be maintained by keep eat, keep consuming two protein shakes a day, for example. Mm. So, again, it's a really tricky one. It's- okay, I'm going to put out another one of my scathing thoughts here. So I'm going to share my personal opinion. Obviously, it's not the correct opinion to everyone out there listening. You know, I am more than happy to anyone to, you know, correct me on anything or discuss things. I always keep my mind open. But for he, me... He basically wants a fight. <laughs> yeah, for me, I think um, if anyone was ever going to ask me what the best way, uh, nutrition, best way to have nutrition is, would be to have a really uh, clean as possible diet. Not to say that you can't have pizza on wings because we all do it. But I guess the base diet of it if I looked at somebody who's eating Coca Pops, Paninis, yeah, yeah, I think that they're going to have more health issues down the line. Not saying that they're going to be severe health issues, but more things will crop up. Then I look at people who are, we've got a couple of friends like this, people that are in their 40s, say, who eat really well majority of the time and exercise, and they most of them look younger than me. And there can't, there can't be a fluke. And like throughout, you know, um like working in gyms and everything like the you know the 40 plus the ones that you just can't believe it they're 40 plus or 50 plus usually they eat really well and it can't be a coincidence that that's you know that's where they are um not do i think any of these are obsessive with food because i've many times had beers with these people or gone out for nando's with these people so if i was going to suggest anything I don't think eating paninis, cocoa pops is healthy in the long term. It might be in the short term, brilliant for your mental health, but I think long term for sure, eating the correct nutrition, like nutrition, you know, if you do have any uh, battles with things mentally, then that's why you go seek professional help in, and have, you know, you know, therapists, and that's what they're there for. Mm. You know, it's two different kettle of fishes. So, yeah, that's my controversial opinion. I'm putting it out there. The no, world now knows. No, I 100% agree with that. The other th- kind of thing I would think about is, okay, someone that's really overweight and has a lot of weight to lose, if they, at that time, don't have a very nutritious diet, like we're talking about, then they want to lose body fat. If that's If they don't change anything within their diet, but they cut back on what they are eating to start with and they lose body weight, lose body fat. They're increasing in confidence. They're increasing in self-esteem. Like they're feeling better mentally. I think there, we have to talk about that too, because there is an initial point where, you know, someone that's massively overweight, I'm not going to be like, right, let's eat 10 portions of vegetables a day. Let's drink five liters of water. Let's, get in these protein shakes do this do this all you need to do to start with is gradually progress bring the calories down once you then start feeling better mentally physically emotionally you can then start bringing okay should we start looking at what you're eating then we're again we're still not going to change loads we might just look at dinner and then on that dinner plate there's not a single vegetable so i'll suggest right why don't we add in you know a handful of some vegetable you know it's not we don't have to take it from zero to hero also Mm. so i guess it depends on where people are in their journey but Mm -hmm. definitely the overriding factor is i think everyone can agree listen to this 
you're going to do better when you're bloody eating better. Like if we take it a little bit into the science, the you can only store a certain amount of carbohydrates in your body at one time. So if you are overeating in a calorie surplus and you're overeating on carbohydrates, for example, like when you have like a massive roast dinner or you've been out for food and you've had loads, you feel really tired, you feel really sluggish. Mm-hmm. One of that one of those reasons is because you've got so many carbohydrates in your system, you haven't burnt them off. So some of them as much as possible are being stored in your muscles, but the rest are kind of just floating around the blood, got nothing to do. You feel tired, lethargic, lack of focus, you just want to go to sleep because the body can't deal with it. Mm. So I was just about to say, like, regardless of like I say anyone they could be extremely overweight could be a little bit overweight if their staple diet was um sort of high salt foods like um cocoa pops paninis very low nutrition if they switch to a much more like nutrient dense diet and then six weeks later they lost no weight at all i guarantee they'd feel better after the six weeks just little things like the sleep would be better their bowel movements would be better you know they like you said they wouldn't feel sluggish because like um obviously eating like a lot like a lot of carbohydrates but things like when you have a lot more i guess fruit and vegetables as well like your um hydration levels improve as well without without even thinking about it without even so yeah Yeah. okay so (laughs) Again, I feel like this is the wrong way around because everyone just expects me as the nutritionist to eat salads for breakfast, lunch and dinner. But I will have times and we all have these moments where like I put it on my Instagram stories the other day. I had I can't remember exactly what lunch I had prepared, but it was something that was, you know, generally quite nutritious. But I just didn't fancy it. It was like a Friday lunchtime. Didn't fancy it. So I just had toast and I had some butter on my toast and I put on Instagram I'm going to yeah I was like I'm going to have a protein shake with this just because I want to keep my protein levels up but this is just what I fancy right now and like you don't again you don't have to be this perfect human that's eating nutritious whole foods all the time because it's just not reasonable or sustainable but I think my concluding point actually is the 80-20 rule is always going to win. It's always going to yeah. win. If that if you have the opportunity to live by the 80-20 rule, why would you not? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm the same with you, Steph. I actually, my like staple diet um, or breakfast at the moment, I was saying again to Steph that uh, before we started on this podcast that in a calorie deficit at the moment, uh, I'm five kilos down. Um, but my breakfast I sometimes I have just eggs sometimes I have eggs in a bagel sometimes I have Nutella in a bagel sometimes I have porridge in Nutella sometimes I don't even have breakfast (laughs) like yeah it's obviously like when when I speak up these sort of things it's not that like everyone's diet is different every day and I'm not saying that you can't have those days where I love Cocoa Pops I love them so like the, those days where you, Nutella, for example, I eat a lot of Nutella. So those days, obviously, 
you can have those days, but I just, when it comes to supplements, when it comes to relying on them mm. to make up 80% of your goal, that's where I think you should look at things and definitely change. Yeah, because there's no circumstance that I can really think of that you can't get at least, you know, like 50% of your daily protein allowance through food. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely don't agree with, well, one, I don't agree with what I eat in a day and coaches putting that up because it's so, oh, let's just go on a tangent a little bit. That's so irrelevant because a coach that's doing that, that's putting that up, has lots of experience in what they are doing in terms of what they eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks. They've thought about that for probably years and years and years. People watching their stories are at probably the start of their journey or at a place that they're really confused, don't really know what they should be eating, when they should be eating carbs, when they shouldn't, how many protein shakes, and then whatever a coach puts up, whether it's really good food, because some coaches I see, they literally do eat chicken, broccoli, rice. I'm like, oh, please don't show me what you're eating. In <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's literally irrelevant what that person's eating. Sorry. Right, and on this as well, I think a lot of people that put stuff like this, you have two sides of it. You've got people that are like, I eat so clean. This is what I eat every day. I have like an acai bowl and I have like <laughs> salads and stuff, which I don't think they have that every day. They're just trying to say it looks like they're brilliant. And the other side of it is coaches are putting stuff like, oh, I have a Coke Pops in the morning. I have a panini at lunch. To, so people go, I want to coach with him because I can have that and look as good as him. When they're probably, reality is, their diet is actually 80-20. They're putting up the 20 and misleading a lot of people. 100%. It drives me insane. I guarantee any coach that is putting up what I eat in a day has thought the day before, okay, this is a good day for me to do this because I'm eating, I know I'm going to be eating X, Y, Z. It's not yeah. like, okay, I'm just going to show and off the whim every single day, this is what I eat. Because no one does that. No. It's a lie. It's a lie. So, yeah, I guess... Uh, I, we've banged on about it before as well social media bad influence supplements good and also if you have to rely on supplements then maybe something to evaluate yeah supplements are there to supplement your diet so get everything you possibly can through your nutrition first and why wouldn't you because would you rather drink a protein shake or have i, I don't even want to just use chicken breast Greek yogurt, for example, Greek yogurt, perfect. Get that in your mm. porridge, get that as a snack with some <sighs> berries and some compote on, you know, if you want to put some Nutella in it, go for it. That's kind of random. No, I wouldn't do that. But you know what I mean? Oh, I would. Would yeah, you? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Greek yogurt and Nutella. Oh, aces are wild. <laughs> okay, fine. But like, why would you not want that over a protein shake? Protein shakes have their place, like we've spoken about. Yeah. But if you can navigate away from that and live a life whilst you're dieting that you know you can then duplicate in your normal life. Because again, one thing I've been talking about on social media recently is how so many coaches focus on the dieting stage. And then once that person, their client has lost that weight, they'll say, see you later, well done. Whereas mm. there's so much to do after you've lost weight 
to transition back into the real world. Like for my clients, it's transitioning off tracking calories, off relying on tracking calories for the rest of your life, looking more at, okay, what have I got on my plate, portion size, mm. macro balance, all that stuff. So yeah, that was another tangent. But there yeah. we go. Uh, this is a tangent allowed podcast. Yeah. We're very grey today, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, very grey. Um, okay, Steph. So let's round it up um, and give me your your wise words for the listeners. I don't think there's one best bit of advice I've got for anyone today. Oh, that was very grey, wasn't it? Mm. Very great bit of advice. Mm. It's very person dependent, goal dependent, but within that, your nutrition can change in different phases over weeks months depend on what you've got going on like if you're someone that doesn't need a protein shake sometimes but other times needs a protein shake to top up your protein because xyz don't be afraid to do it but i yeah i think i'm i've kind of concluded what i've said in the podcast because i don't i don't we've done have... this podcast today. yeah we've done this podcast today guys because it was actually one of those where we didn't have the right answer. Mm. We we wanted to leave it a little bit open because it's true. There is no right answer. And I guess this could be the message actually is that when it comes to somebody's nutritional journey is there's no 100% right answer for everyone. Everyone's a little bit bespoke. Everyone has different needs and different goals and different ways of getting to that goal. Um, my little spin on that is if you're having to rely too much on um supplementation well it could be anything to be fair but it, it needs to be the right balance because otherwise it's not sustainable mm-hmm. yeah it's sad because i feel like i like to have a concluding point and i mean there is a take-home point but it's this is the reality right of being in this industry there is no no black or white and I, I bet people have sat through this podcast for the last 25 minutes and just gone right we're getting to the point in a minute we're going to get the answer in a minute and they just listen to us ramble for 25 minutes i'm sorry if you've had to endure that um but welcome to our ramblings imagine how many times we've said protein shake today oh. Oh, it's like that episode with chicken broccoli and rice oh. <laughs> i'd have it no other way no other way right steph where can we find you so you can find me on predominantly social media, Facebook and Instagram at foodislife.nutrition. You can also find my website, www.foodislifenutrition.com. That's where you can sign up or on social media to my daily email. That's where you get just content after knowledge bomb. Um, so I definitely recommend signing up to that and then get me in your inbox most days of the week. And yeah, all the other links will be in the show notes below. Jambo, where can we find you? Before you find me anywhere, I'm going to ask you, Steph, a question uh, for the listeners. What supplements are you currently taking? I don't take anything regularly at the moment. But mm-hmm. if what I've got in my house is a multivitamin and mm-hmm. protein shake, or oh, i got protein powder, sorry, not protein shake. Um, mm-hmm that's it at the moment potentially i definitely should, probably should have some fish oils because i at the moment also don't eat enough fish but that's a story for another time mm. there's no story yeah. <laughs> so sorry that's it <laughs> cool. you can find me 
uh, on Instagram at jambo.the.great. And don't forget, reach out and message me first so Steph doesn't get the satisfaction. Can I just say, can I just say, I haven't said anything whilst people have done that. So if they then reach out to me, it's actually better because I'm not like crying for the help, crying for the DMs. Yeah, 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 but everyone knows you're the star of the show. So (laughs) whatever. But let's see. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I know you are going to ask that, but I take uh, fish oils and creatine. So there you go. If anyone was interested. Creatine. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, and until next time. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye.